I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is the Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And we are still watching the X-Men anime and loving it. Yeah. Loving it. We loved the part where Sonic the Hedgehog loving appeared. every second. <laughs> yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog appeared. He had Shadow a secondary appeared. mutation. Did Shadow chaos control. Up. Wait, but what about Knuckles? Katie suddenly shows up on the show just to scream at us. <laughs> no, Katie's already mad at me because um, <laughs> I sent her a picture of a t-shirt I want to buy of Knuckles. And she was just like, please leave me alone. <laughs> Forever. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. spoiled the beginning of this week's episode on last week's episode with Todd but that didn't make it any less fun and interesting to watch I really enjoyed I wish Todd was here right now I know maybe <laughs> maybe Todd will come back uh because it's it's fun to have Todd around to talk about the episodes but Todd isn't here we're all alone um we're not alone we... we're here <laughs> it's, Knuckles is here yeah that's right if this was any fan fiction I wrote in my teenage years whether it be like a serious Resident Evil fanfic or X-Men Knuckles would just be there yeah well Knuckles is here um that's about yeah, it though I, today <laughs> on today's episode we're gonna talk about the scenes and then afterward I'll be like and then if Knuckles was in this <laughs> oh my god okay we're in a very goofy <laughs> mood this morning and I don't know why but I don't know I'm in a great it's mood it's a good time you're in a great yeah, mood. Yeah, me too. Okay, so previously on the X-Men, I almost forgot to do it. Previously on the X-Men, we've got to get into the habit of this now. So, I know. Well, because we tried to with Wolverine and <laughs> X-Men. Okay. Well, also, it's not that hard to do on this show because not that much has actually happened. Yeah. So we're, we're up to episode four out of, I want to say, 10 or 12. There's not going to be that many total episodes um, of the X-Men anime. Transformation is what it's Unfortunate. called. I know. It's so good. But I am also excited for the Wolverine anime because it's made by the same people. So I think we're going to really right. like that, too. We're so that's kind of that like a season this. two for us. It is. It is. I mean, even though it's completely standalone as well, it'll still be really fun. I think it'll still have Steve Bloom doing the voice and everything. So it's kind of like we have two seasons. But anyway, previously on the X-Men, the main core X-Men on this show are Cyclops, Beast, Wolverine and Storm. And they all work for Professor Xavier. The outset of the show was Jean Grey turning into the Dark Phoenix and dying. The X-Men disbanded for a year. They all came back together because they heard about something strange happening in northern Japan, which is ongoing. So one of the main key pieces of information is that there is some type of psychic dead zone that is happening in northern Japan and may or may not also be affecting people's powers. And it might also be related to the villains on this this show which are the U-Men, who are anti-mutant 
bigots, but also they're cyborgs. And they've been kidnapping mutants and experimenting on them and turning them into monsters. And they also might be affiliated with the Hellfire Club in some way, because we've seen Mastermind a little bit. And we know that the Hellfire Club was associated with the Dark Phoenix situation that already happened. But this whole episode is mostly about the X-Men debating what's really going on with the U-Men and Scott being like, I think the Hellfire Club is involved, which is actually kind of funny because even though we, the viewer, know he's right, he seems fucking insane for suggesting that because every character is like, why would they be? But it's not, (laughs) I don't think it's necessarily the Hellfire Club. I think it's just Just Mastermind Mastermind has deviated from the Hellfire Club. Yeah, I think you could, I think you could be right. I mean, we don't yet know. We've only seen Mastermind. And also, I, I think it's worth noting he hasn't been called mastermind yet. Well, we haven't really met him yet. He's just yeah. giggled into his wine and just that's the talk <laughs> about it. playing chess with Xavier. Yeah. I don't even know. Like Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like some <laughs> X-Men evolution level shit between like Mesbro and Charles Xavier. <laughs> it is, but but even back then, do you remember we were like why isn't Mesbro just mastermind? Wouldn't that make more sense? And this show is actually doing that. (laughs) This show is having it just be Mastermind, which actually makes a lot more sense. And you're right. Mastermind was on X-Men Evolution. And I actually thought the portrayal of him on that show was really fun. But he wasn't one of the main villains. He was just kind of a side character. Yeah. Remember when Mastermind and X-Men Evolution was disguising himself as like sexy ladies? Yeah. Remember like gender fluid Mastermind? And remember Mastermind talking to Magneto being like, "Uh, it seems like all your plans are kind of fucking crazy, dude. Like, remember how Mastermind <laughs> would just, like, be in the background being like, I don't think you should brainwash your daughter. And Magneto was like, shut up. Do what I say. And Mastermind was like, okay. I just feel like you're making a huge mistake. I actually really liked him on that show. Anyway, I, I like him I on this too. show, too. Even though he's, well, we he's don't a know much more flamboyant, goofy anime villain on this show. Well, but sure. we still are. I think it's fair to say we are enjoying him so far. So Scott thinks that the Hellfire Club did it. But I will point out that that's not really what he's saying. Like, he is, but at the same time, he's like, it was 100% Emma Frost, and that is what's actually bonkers about this, because it clearly is was it? not her. Yes. Yeah. And, like, yes. it's to the point where, like, everyone in the room, including Emma, is like, well, why are you dumb? Yeah. You fucking dumb fuck. Like, what is happening? I love happening? it, though. I So, what's really fun about this show is that it's almost entirely dialogue and character drama, which... We've said it so many times. That's our favorite thing. Like, that's why I think we're both loving this show so much is because it's just the X-Men sitting around being catty bitches to each other and like trading one-liners. Like, it's so fun. It's like, I don't know, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about, oh, it was on the X-Men Apocalypse episode where I was like, one of the biggest problems with this is they can't figure out how to get all the characters into the same room together. And you were like, well, when I write fiction, I just have everybody sit down together at dinner. And that's just how I do it. And then they all work out whatever they're going through. Uh, apparently, like, I was highly inspired by anime. That- <laughs> I, I, Well, I feel like you were highly inspired by X-Men Evolution as well, because there's a lot of breakfast scenes. And this episode also has, like, a break room scene where they're all drinking hot cocoa together and just fighting. And it's, like, one of my favorite scenes of the episode because it's, like, I amazing. enjoy that scene a lot. <laughs> and the pool table scene, which we will all I got you. Those two scenes. Solid fucking gold. It's a smash cut to the scene with the coffee, like directly yeah. after somebody dies. And it's, it's like, incredible. it made me laugh because I was like, what the fuck? But we'll get there. I know. It's fun. It's Is fun. Is that all we need to know? 
Like, is there anything else? Um, I don't think so. I I will. Emma jumped in front of armor, and yes. we think she's going to die. Yeah, so that was the cliffhanger on which the previous episode ended. One of the cyborgs, whose name is Kick, clambering out of the shadows to attack little baby Hisako Ichiki, who's learning how to use her powers as armor. And um, she's about to die because she's just standing there, spacing out while this cyborg is <laughs> lumbering of turning her. into armor. I, I don't know. know why she's not doing that. I don't either. But Emma leaps in front of her to take the blast. And that is where we start in this episode. We we see like the previous line where Beast is talking on the phone to Xavier being like, oh yeah, we beat the U-Man. I guess everything's completely over and we don't have to ever worry again. And then <laughs> one of the U-Men, the leader, one of the leaders hobbles out. Kick, right? Yeah, kick. Yeah. Hobbles out to be like, I'm still alive and I'm going to kill you. Um, so Emma leaps in front of Hisako and turns into diamond for the first ever time. Yep. And I loved this animation, by the way. I thought it looked really, really cool. I thought it looked really cool, too. And I'm also going to point out that in the comic books, it I mean, they talk about that in a second where they're like, well, you can manifest this other mutation if there's like heightened anxiety yep. or whatever. Yep. But in the comic books, it's because the Cassandra Nova sent the Sentinels to attack Genosha, and they yep. killed everybody in the middle of Emma teaching a class and Emma emerged from the rubble covered in diamond and just saw a pile of her dead children. Oh yeah. Really sad. This is a very different way for the mutation to emerge, which kicks off a different plot line for Emma. But it still involves her protecting a child and protecting her student. I mean, it's been clear that her and Hisako have this relationship together where Hisako actually trusts Emma and doesn't trust the X-Men because she's like, I don't fucking know you guys. I've been talking to Emma on Skype for like a year. I don't know who the hell you guys are, (laughs) which is great. So Emma starts screaming in pain because she's sort of like reacting suddenly to having transformed into Diamond for the first time. And then she kind of like stabilizes, but she's still Diamond. And then she's like looking down at her hands and she's like, what is happening? Yeah. And she's like glittering. It's so cool. It looks really cool. She's got some Gemma the Holograms level shit going on here yeah it looks it looks really really neat synergy has turned her into diamond form all the x-men and hisako are just staring at her in silence and shock like what the fuck is going on and emma's in the same boat where she's like my body what's happened to it okay also like kick is shooting at her and she's blocking it yes and as she's standing there blocking it it looks really cool beast is calmly like yes so you've never manifested (laughs) these powers before and emma's like like while she's repelling beams (laughs) like somebody help actively she's like actively repelling kicks beams towards her and beast is just like in the background like taking out his ipad being like interesting (laughs) interesting you've never manifested (laughs) these powers before it's so funny i i love beast on this show so much i'm i'm such a beast fan in terms of the adaptations and how he's portrayed i know i love him i mean the only time that we don't really like beast is just in current comic books where he's like operating on people it's only a matter of time until current comic book beast gets revealed to be like a secret alien cyborg man or something i don't fucking know that's not who even knows (laughs) (laughs) i'm just waiting for the reveal um anyway so emma screams no back at beast like no i haven't manifested these powers before also this is not the time to be talking about this scott also sarcastically in the background goes wow aren't you full of surprises and i was like scott (laughs) really dude 
Like every yeah. single thing Emma does, Scott is like, this is just more evidence that she's a shady bitch and we can't trust her. And everyone's like, Scott, what? how about we take some more observations before we just <laughs> leap to conclusions? Yeah, Knuckles is standing there. He's like, that's just the power of the master emerald in her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, also there's a bunch of EMTs around because they're like, um, helping with the damage of this fight that the X-Men have been, in, been engaging in. And one of them is like trembling in fear. And I thought it was really funny that Storm turned to him and was like, don't worry, the X-Men are here. And I'm like, Storm, nobody knows who you are. <laughs> it's just like a really <laughs> funny moment. And another like character moment for her because she's one of the people who's been really baffled at the treatment of mutants in this small town. Right. And is just kind of like, no, everybody's supposed to see us as a goddess because that's how everyone treats me in my life. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I enjoy Storm. Yeah. So Kick is screaming still and being like, you didn't think it would be that easy. And just like shooting a trillion beams. That is the voice, by the way. This is not like an exaggeration. <laughs> We're kind of back onto the X-Men, the animated series where some of the villains just have like bonkers Skeletor voices. voices. Yeah. I, it's fun. Do you remember the guy in, uh, oh my God, it was like down on the Savage Land. We had multiple episodes with Mr. Sinister. Sauron? And there was like... No, brainchild. And like, do you oh, have the giant remember. head? And he talked oh. like this the whole time. It's on par with that. Um, so Kick starts shooting a bunch of beams up into the air and they like arc downwards all over. I thought they were rockets or missiles of some I kind. I don't know what the fuck they are. It's a bunch of arcing attacks in the air and a bunch of cars get hit and explode. Like at this point, it's affecting like other people further down the mountain that this building is on. And we see a bunch of civilians watching. There's also a bunch of the kids they saved and they're on a bus nearby, which is important because now Kick is going to try and shoot the bus, Mm -hmm. which pretty dark. And Beast is like, the people on the bus, we have to help them. And then Hisako powers up with her, her pink armor Still love this design. She's so freaking cute. Yep. And she runs past Beast. And like steps on kick. And screams like Goku. It's so badass. She's like doing a Kami Kameha or whatever. She's like screaming for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and Scott is like, what is she doing? <laughs> and she like kicks kick. What are you doing, Scott? He's just sitting there. Everyone's fighting Cyclops who has the ability to shoot this guy. Is yeah. just standing there being like, well, Emma's a shady bitch. And everyone's like, please do something. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after Kick gets punched out of the sky by armor, Scott does actually shoot at him and Logan pounces yeah. up and slices at him. And then that's how he's defeated. They do take turns. Like everyone's just kind of like stepping on Kick. And mm-hmm. then and then I don't really even understand what the finishing blow is, but Kick is sitting there and he's like, I should have killed all mutants while I had that chance. And then he like Shuts down Melts. and goes offline. I don't know what happens. It was like kind of weird, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of a weird death scene, question mark. I'm not sure if he's really dead here or if he's going to come back. Everyone's just screaming on the bus still. People are crying. <laughs> Beast is putting on his Google glasses to look at Eva. Okay, that was also really funny. Like, like just Emma? in the background of all this shit, like everyone's like out of breath. Processing. Like, oh my God, we almost died. And Beast is just calmly putting on his Google glasses. Like, so anyway, about Emma. The second mutation. I'm like, 
I loved it. So Emma's skin is back to normal, by the way. And she's just kind of like, what the hell happened? And Beast is just smiling as he's putting on his Google Glass. Like, I, it's so funny. I didn't realize the Google Glass was going to come back. But he, like, slowly <laughs> takes it out of a pocket and, like, unwraps them and puts them on. Anyway, he goes, it's not unheard of for mutants to manifest different or enhanced powers as they age. I wasn't always so here suit, which is a big word that means hairy. <laughs> and Emma <laughs> is like, you think that's all it is? But hold on. Beast says this. But Beast, the reason why he's blue and hairy is because he operated on himself. I know. But I'm like, maybe they gave him a different backstory here just for the sake of simplicity or... Maybe, maybe. Or but also, yeah, I mean, they could be any of those things. Although I'm surprised that Emma didn't like knock him on the ground for saying something along the lines of, you know... As you get older, your powers change. <laughs> like, and Emma's like, what are you saying? Are you saying I'm old? <laughs> yeah, right. And Beast is like, uh, like backing up. I feel up. like she would have drop kicked him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, so Beast says, these changes can appear quite naturally, or they can be triggered by emotional stress or anxiety. And Aurora's like, that would explain why it came on when Hisaka was attacked. You wanted to protect her. And Beast is like, yes, more than likely. But all the same, considering all that's happened here, the fact that you were captured by the U-Men, and we know they've been experimenting on mutants, I think it would be wise to try to determine the exact nature of your new powers and hisako is like you think it's something they did to her and beast is like i'm only suggesting that it's a possibility that's all i'd feel better knowing for sure and then there's like a dramatic pan up over the mountaintops and like the sunset and everything where it's like was emma operated on and she's going to turn into a horrifying monster we'll never know but for now we're gonna drive up i love this scene where they're pulling up to Hisako's the ski lodge where she lives yeah (laughs) Yeah. and she's just hanging out the window going mom and dad I'm all right it's really cute I actually I liked it there's a random school girl here who is her best friend it's her girlfriend oh yeah absolutely they're dating no they're dating we'll get to that in a second I was like this is gay average gay gay. I also picked up on that but anyway so there's this cute scene where the mom and dad hug her and the dad is thanking the X-Men and is like, we thought we lost her forever. We can't thank you enough. Yeah. And Emma steps out of the Jeep and she apologizes for not getting in touch with them as soon as she got to Japan. And they're like, no need. We're just happy that you're here and that you're safe. And then this random other schoolgirl who's dating Hisako tackles her into the snow <laughs> like, romantically. I, like, on <laughs> top of like, her. Adorable they're together. like making out in a snow bank somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Ichiki is like, can you tell these two are best friends jack frost is in the background and it's like <laughs> but where's he's playing knuckles? on a harmonica <laughs> no he's not well knuckles is coming later because he's like still snowboarding with sonic down the fucking mountain somewhere mm-hmm. uh but now we have now we have jack frost in the background he's got his harmonica and he's like i turned into a snowman after our car crash and we're like who the fuck is this guy anyway <laughs> It's funny because I know that you're talking about Jack Frost from the live action film. Not Guardians of whatever it is. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the whatever the fuck it's called. Which is probably what other people are picturing is like sexy anime Jack Frost playing a harmonica in the background for some reason. No, I'm thinking like Michael Keaton is just here all of a sudden. Michael Keaton horrifyingly transformed into a snowman (laughs) after dying. (laughs) <laughs> great film actually it's not even that it's just me playing robbie flake from <laughs> demon again 
Yeah, and also Iceman. Oh my god. Why isn't Iceman in this episode? Anyway. I think he has an appearance. I, I don't remember. There's a bunch of appearances of other X-Men in the final episode, but I don't remember if he's one of them. I know that Nightcrawler is. That's all I remember is that Nightcrawler is oh, just that's exciting. there for like a hot second, like hanging out on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So Mr. Ichiki's like, can you tell those two are best friends? And Cyclops is like, she's a mutant too. And Mr. Ichiki's yeah. like, no, Kyoko is a human girl. She just has a big heart. Yeah. And Scott is like, at least someone here doesn't hate us. And Logan just goes, hey, she's just a kid. Give her a few years. She'll get the hang of it. Which like, Jesus Christ, Logan. <laughs> can you believe that maybe this young generation is going to be able to get over some of this? I don't know. It's a very old, jaded Logan comment that is in character. It really is. But yeah, the girls are dating, which is why it's very sad that Hisako's about to move to New York. Yeah, the dad's like, can you tell that these two are gay? And they're like, yep. Yeah, and Cyclops <laughs> is like, yeah, she's gay, right? It, it's it's fun. I kind of liked that line. Yeah, and then Hisako's mom is like, you know, the least we can do for you is for saving our child is give you a home-cooked meal, which is mm-hmm. sweet. Really nice. <laughs> and there's this there's scene where the two little schoolgirls are trying to make food for Beast, and they're like, what does he eat? Put more milk in it. He's like a big cat. And so they're like <laughs> serving him some type of soup with milk in it. I don't know. They don't show Beast eating it and reacting to it. But I thought that was really funny in the background that they're like, put more milk <laughs> in. They're looking at Beast and they're like, he's like Hello Kitty. And it's like, <laughs> well, on this show, he really does look like a cat. Like, I know. He's like a sexy furry in this, you know, he's like so cute. Respect. <laughs> he's he's this is as sexy as Beast has ever been. And I know you already had a crush on Beast. Uh... But. I argue that X-Men Evolution Beast is pretty hot. He's pretty hot. I No, I totally agree. Honestly, X-Men TAS Beast, pretty hot. I mean... Okay, but that's because he's waxing poetic while kicking people in the face, which is always great. So... Yeah. On X-Men Evolution, he's like younger and insecure, and that can also be really cute. I feel like my crush for Brooklyn and Gargoyles pride me for my crush on Beast and other characters in the X-Men. He has a similar energy where Brooklyn also is like, I want to be part of the human world, but they're never going to accept me. Well, technically, Lexington was the nerdy one. He would probably be the equivalent to... Beast, although Lexington is canonically gay mm-hmm. in Gargoyles, but I think Brooklyn is probably more along the lines of like maybe Nightcrawler <gasps> or Logan. Okay. <laughs> anyway, remember that time the X Men hung out with uh, Gargoyles, Gargoyles, and then yep, and they like fought crime together, and then Knuckles was also there. You know, I was about to say where was Knuckles for all of that? I'm glad to hear <laughs> he was also there. Uh, so okay, so anyway, they're sitting down at the table the dinner table and basically hank is suggesting that emma should cut back to the mansion in new york so he can use his equipment to see what is going on with her secondary mutation and make sure that it's not something that the human did to her and that she's not going to explode into a monster bubblegum crisis style mm-hmm, and cyclops mm-hmm. is stands up and he's like but it's emma's fault that cerebro doesn't work in japan because she's a telepath <laughs> And, like, everyone looks at Scott like he's absolutely insane. And it's, like, everyone is just, like, what the fuck? And Emma's, like, that... I mean, you could you probably have the line written down, but essentially Emma's, like... Listen, you raging paranoid. Try and be logical for a minute. Why would I want to hide mutants from Cerebro? And besides, there's not a telepath alive powerful enough to jam the system like that. And Scott just goes, according to you, which is, like... (laughs) What is 
wrong with you, Scott? Like, I don't know. But then, like, Logan and Hank are basically like, she was going to kill herself to save armor. And I don't think a bad person would do that. And Storm's like, yeah, Scott, what the fuck are you saying? Like, they're all like, they've been yeah. on Team Emma since the last episode. And for some yeah. reason, it's Scott Summers. Yeah, Scott is just like, no, I hate her for some reason. And it's definitely not <laughs> that I think I'm kind of attracted to her. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Emma ultimately is also like, if you think the test will solve anything, I'll come with you to New York. And then Hisako is really upset in the background, by the way, and is like, whatever these tests are, they can only be done in New York. And Beast answers her and is like, yes, you see my laboratory is there at the Xavier Institute. So I'm afraid Miss Frost won't be able to stay here with you after all, at least not quite yet. And Hisako is like, well, if that's the case, I'm coming with you. And her parents are like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but they do that. and, And Emma's like, you know, I can take care of her and watch her and train her. And then her parents are like, oh, okay. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, she was just kidnapped like two seconds ago. And you guys are like, yeah, it's fine. You can go to another country with this like woman we've only known in person for, I don't know, 15 minutes. <laughs> like, Yeah, but I guess they have been talking to her that's on true. Skype constantly. And they, they feel don't like they really the know her. <laughs> I know. They don't know any of the X-Men. So they're just kind of trusting Emma to take care of their child. Yeah. Well, they also, okay, to be fair, they also know Professor Xavier for what it's worth. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay, that actually kind of clears us a little bit, but I agree. only a little because I still think I wouldn't like let my kid leave after she had been kidnapped and post like almost operated on. I'd be like, yeah, you're staying in my house for a while. Uh, I mean, I-, I feel like the counterpoint to that, though, is that she's only now learning how to use her powers and they're worried that she's going to be in further danger because of them. And what safer right. place is there for her to be than... No, I mean, that's the Institute, which is the argument that Emma makes. And it makes sense that that it convinces them. But Scott is so annoyed about it. He's like, oh, we're bringing her and the kid with us. And everyone's just like, Scott, (laughs) shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's great. It's hilarious. Um, So then we see a really long shot of the Blackbird taking off. And then Hisako's like, I've never seen a Broadway musical. Can we see one in New York City? And Emma's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. We'll go see Wicked. And like... (laughs) Then immediately, yeah. like, the mutant alarm goes off. Yeah. And I, I do like the shot of Storm piloting the Blackbird. I don't know what happened. At some point during the X-Men movies, they decided that the only person who can pilot the Blackbird is Storm, which is yep. amazing. It uh, is. And then there's, like, I would say 25% of this episode is dedicated to this battle scene between Logan and this, like, pigeon man. And it's, like... <laughs> I cannot tell what is happening during any of it. I can't tell the, what's happening. The pigeon man—you tra- have not seen Magic Users Club, but the aliens in that are like these weird black, like they don't really have like a form. Sometimes they're like a circle. Sometimes they're a circle with like a triangle attached to them, and they have all these like little tentacles that come out and wrap around the the kids in that, or not the kids, the the Magic Users Club, and. <laughs> It's weird and sexual because it's a Japanese anime. Mm-hmm. And that is what these things look like. They look like the things from Magic User Club just came out of the sky. And now Logan is like ready to like get fucked by it. Because yeah. the whole scene is like the camera's shaking around and like upside down and sideways and reversed. And Logan's like bending over. There's tentacles everywhere. I like I could not tell what's happening and I'm not you I did not rewind this I was like I'm not even gonna try and figure out what the fuck is happening but it's playing like this incredible like 2005 
guitar riff that's yeah, going on in the background it's it sounds like prodigy or some shit it's also, really fucking cool it's kind of crazy that this like weird amorphous black sludge pigeon man is like attacking them in the sky and that the person who's like i'm gonna solve this isn't storm who can fly well she's piling the ship because apparently nobody else knows how to so there's that yeah so instead it's logan who's like i'm just gonna hop out of the plane and fight this guy on top of the plane which is flying like at no point is storm like let's land the plane so that you can fight this guy like she keeps flying it while he's like dancing around with the pigeon man on top of the fucking plane which i'm not even sure if that's what's happening because it's really unclear where they are and i kept thinking that they would fall well yeah because at one point like it doesn't it pick logan up and they're just like flying around above the clouds somewhere and i was like where are they because then i don't even know how logan knocks the dude out but he knocks him out and then suddenly they're back on the roof of the blackbird and i was like what even happened all I remember is at one point Logan literally bent over like on all fours, his ass <laughs> up in the air, and a tentacle like went into it, and I was like, "Damn, there's a lot happening." <laughs> He's I... like, "Reminds me of my ex boyfriend, Omega Red." I mean, <laughs> I don't know who that is. I forgot who that was. I just I'm having a memory. Oh, never mind. I, ah! <laughs> like, okay, so somehow this fight ends. I don't know how, but the kid is passed out in Logan's arms, and I don't know. There's I, this- I, <laughs> teenager who i feel like there was like like an animation thing that was probably drawn in and they just didn't put it into the final edit because like i don't know or just like the storyboarding was a bit confusing for this fight like we're like missing a clear shot of what happens in the final moments of the fight it's really funny it is i thought logan killed this kid but no they're going in the blackbird and the blackbird apparently has an entire medical room in the bay. back. Yeah, <laughs> like, it has like an entire fuck? medical bay where they like strap the kid down <laughs> because the kid is still alive and like gasping in pain throughout this entire scene, just like also, in the background. Logan makes an absurd comment where he's like, anyway, he didn't seem like he wanted to fight me. And I was like, what was all that then? <laughs> He's like, I could tell there were hesitations in his movements when he was trying to kill me. And I don't think he actually wanted to kill me. And like, maybe it was just his mutant powers were taking over. And Beast is like, I don't know where you got all of that from. (laughs) But okay, I guess that is true. I don't know. And Emma somehow recognizes this kid, even though he's like covered in black sludge and or black sludge as part of whatever his mutant powers are. Yeah. She's like, I've seen this boy. He was one of the mutants the U-men were holding in their lab. So they all kind of react to that. And Logan is like, great, I guess we have two cases of mutant powers going haywire, which I think they have more than two at this point, if they're counting Emma. No, that's the two. It's Emma and that person. I don't think they're talking about the kid who died before. No, I think, I think. I think Logan met the kid who died before, though. Well, because his, you know, now well, now it's I don't know. that. Okay, thank God it's Logan who's saying this comedy because at least we know it's Logan and he can't count. So it's like we don't know <laughs> what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, it's like we don't know who he's referring to, and I don't know. I love Logan so much. Stupidest man. <laughs> I know. I know. He's like so dumb. I love him. Anyway, uh, so basically, Hisako is like is there anything we can do to save this kid? And Beast really doesn't answer. And he's eventually like, IDK, we'll have to check when we get back to my lab. So they go to New York City. And Xavier's sitting there doing this like Star Trek greeting. He's like, greetings, Miss Frost and Missy Cheeky. And I was like, okay. Also, Emma's tits are like way back out again. I There was like a frame here (laughs) where her tits are like 25% of the shot. Mm -hmm. And it's like a shot with other people in it. And I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, they have to have her tits as like an entire quadrant of a screen anytime they're on screen just to make sure that you get a chance to really check them out. And Knuckles is like, Rouge? Oh, sorry. I thought you were Rouge. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Xavier welcomes Hisako, who's like excited to see him. And I didn't like the characterization of Emma as kind of like socially awkward in this moment, like not immediately trusting him and just kind of being like, thanks. I don't okay, know but who that you are. was good though. She was like, Yeah, I liked Fuck it. this guy. She's like, Remember when you didn't do anything for these children for a year? Yeah. Anyway, now I'm here having to deal with you. Yep. It cuts to Beast in the lab injecting the boy on the lab table with something. Mm-hmm. And the kid starts screaming horrifically. And Beast goes to touch him and he has to let go because the skin is so hot on the kid that it burns Beast through his fur. And there's like this incredible horror scene yeah. of this kid screaming in pain and his flesh is falling off and like hardening into like ash that's turning into lava or like lava that's the other way, lava that's like kind of turning into like hardened ash and just turning into stone. And Hisaku is like, sobbing in the background and Beast is like well he's dead it was like <laughs> it was like the most horrible the, yeah. I mean the scene is really fucking cool and everyone's just sitting there screaming and crying and then it just like smash cuts to like Storm making a hot chocolate and I was like I wow <laughs> yeah like we just watch a kid like dissolve into ash and it like shows all of it and it's like the most horrifying scene of his face distorting and screaming and like all the X-Men are like Jesus Christ and Hank is like I mean I don't know you guys didn't have to be in the medical bay for this but you're all in here for some reason um so then yeah we go to this this shot of Aurora making the hot chocolate which is like a really long scene of like this robot hot chocolate maker that's like measuring the milk and everything this is so anime well and this this show is all about robots and so i was kind of like oh it's kind of interesting yeah the vending machine is also a human and it comes after i mean i don't know it kind of adds to how ominous everything is to have this like cocoa machine oh my god what is that fucking movie that's based off of i think it's a stephen king book where like all the machines go oh maximum overdrive yes it's yeah. that anyway uh, yep. Cyclops turns around and it's like so anyway all this seems like something the Hellfire Club would do right Emma and Emma's like Jesus <laughs> Christ shut the fuck up like I'm so tired of your shit then also she's like okay first of all I'm not in the Hellfire Club anymore I already told you that second of all <laughs> butchering mutants isn't their thing third of all they don't operate in Japan so that's three reasons why it's not them and why that was an insane thing to say. And Scott's like, well, you wouldn't admit it if any of that wasn't true. And Emma's like, why are you the stupidest person in the universe? She's like, the boy was kidnapped by the human. So logically, if anyone is behind this, they are. Why keep dragging the Hellfire Club into this? And Aurora's like, she has a point. We know the Hellfire Club disbanded after our battle. You don't think maybe you're stretching too much to connect them to it? I love how Storm is like, it was the human. <laughs> Remember? Like, they attacked maybe us. Maybe you're stretching a little bit. <laughs> and even Logan is like, give it up, psych. This has human written all over it. And Beast walks in with an iPad. And he's like, I have some preliminary results here. I can't say for certain the U-men were responsible. I've discovered some peculiar anomalies in the boy's system. A virus targeting the mutant genome has caused his powers to surge through him until it ultimately left him a husk. And I was like, 
All right. AIDS metaphor is back, baby. We got a virus here. Yep. It's created by the U-men. Sure. I'll take it. Well, actually, I don't know if it was created by the U-men. We don't actually yet know anything about this virus. No. And Scott says that. He's like, but like you said, we can't be certain who did it. And Logan just puts his head in his hands in the background like, just when I thought we'd all kiss and made up, which, oh my God, Logan. I like, thought, <laughs> I was like... Is this a reference? I was like, I took it as to Logan being like, I thought we were going to fuck Beast. Like, what's happening? Like, are you ever finishing there? Like, <laughs> And Beast is like, Miss Frost, if you're ready, we can begin. And then Emma, like, follows him into the laboratory and puts on a really sexy, like, hospital <laughs> gown that shows her entire boobies because it's, like, open in the front, which I don't know why it is. <laughs> I know it was a hospital gown with like a boob window and it was really it was funny. crazy and she's just like sexually lying on this pallet while getting scanned and you gotta like love the moaning sexually and meanwhile beast is in the background like tip tapping on his computer like beep boop and he's like hmm interesting and it's like what is this scene <laughs> okay but the next scene speaking of what is this scene <laughs> do you want to take this next one <laughs> Okay, so, so Cyclops, scene Scott, made me and lose Logan my fucking mind. are like playing pool. Yep, they sure are. Incorrectly, by the way, that was the first thing I noticed because I do play pool because that's what I, we usually do at the bar. Well, they were just bending sexually over the table for each other. <laughs> I know they were. That's the main thing that they're doing in this scene is bending over the table. They're like they knock the eight ball and he's like, I can't believe it. And then like I'm like, well, why are they knocking the eight ball in there? There's both solids and stripes on the table, so there's that. I know it doesn't make. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, all right, anyway. So then Logan is like running around the pool table in front of Scott, bending over sexually and blowing <laughs> the balls that's coming. He's blowing on the balls to try to get them to go in a different direction, which is really funny. He's like, <gasps> he's like, I tried to he's tried to catch this ball on my mouth, and Scott's like <laughs> touching his back and be like, just admit that you like it, Logan. I was like, what is happening right now? Okay, in like, the background, Storm is just like has her legs crossed reading a magazine, like you're Canadian, maybe you should stick to hockey. And it's just like <laughs> really funny that she's also in the room. I love how Beast was like, all right, everyone go take some rest right now. And Logan goes, okay, I'm going to go fuck Scott on the pool table. And by fuck Scott, I'm going to bend over and have him fuck me. <laughs> it's really funny. So they're smacking each other's asses with pool cues. And Logan is like, let's raise the stakes this time. I'll bet my bike. Let's play strip. Yeah, oh, I thought I wrote down. Logan's <laughs> He's like, like, let's play strip pool. That's what and I Logan- wrote. <laughs> yeah, and Scott is like, fine with me if you want to walk everywhere without your bike short stuff. I mean, I don't know. They're so flirtatious. It's fucking ridiculous. I, I love I this love show for making them so gay. And then Xavier just kind of rolls in. And he's like, so anyway, Japan's still a dead zone on Cerebro, so it's not Emma. And Scott's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it goes like... Oh my god, it's really funny. <laughs> they do a good job with Scott on the show, honestly. <laughs> like, they like, really do. He over seems the like top such annoying. a drama queen, and it's very, very funny. He's a little bitch, is what he is. Oh my god. So then we go back <laughs> over to Beast, who's still tippy-tapping on his big computer and, and like humming. humming a little song. It's cute. And then we have like a slow pan over Emma's titties, and she's like are we done or what? <laughs> like, and what's he's happening? like, let's like... do an MRI. And she's like, okay. And then we get like a long slow shot of the MRI machine because this is an anime and we're going to get to see every moment of it. I know. And then Hasaka is waiting outside for Emma and the Xavier, this scene is insane. It's like, I know, it's really funny. <laughs> Hasaka's just sitting there waiting for Emma to be done and Xavier just rolls over and he's like, 
oh, you're waiting for Emma, aren't you? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, have you heard of the Sasaki Academy? And she's like, nope. And he's like, just curious. Bye. It's <laughs> like, Xavier. <laughs> okay. To be fair, I did like that he wasn't like, I'm just going to go into your head without your permission and see if you've heard of the Sasaki Academy. We don't know if he did. I don't think he does. I I think he just kind of let it go from there. I just was thinking about how Todd was saying that this is one of the more humane depictions of Xavier that has ever existed. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like other depictions of Xavier we've seen would be like, hey, Hisako, I'm just going to go into your head real quick and see if you've heard of the Sasaki Academy or not. But that doesn't happen. So he just rolls away. Thanks, Xavier. And so then we see like sort of a time jump where Hisako is like still sitting in the hallway, but now she's like sitting on the ground looking dejected and it's clear that she's been waiting for a long time. And then the door is finally open and Emma's coming out with Hank and Emma's wearing her normal clothes again, by which I mean the sexy boob window outfit again (laughs) and not the sexy boob window hospital gown. And Hisako's like, is she okay? And Hank is like, well, there are some inconsistencies regarding this recent power manifestation. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Which, like, I don't know why he doesn't just say she's going to be fine. And I don't know what he's, I don't know what Like, what is he even referencing? I don't even know. Like, they don't explain it. So, like, They don't explain it. And Hisako starts freaking out. And then Beast just goes, she's going to be fine. And Emma's like, I've got a clean bill of health. And it's like, why didn't you guys just say that as soon as you walked out? I know, out? fucking Hisako Like, why did you freak out this kid for sobbing. no reason? I don't know. And I was like, okay. I love this line that line, this line Emma has. This line, this line. Emma's doing a line. Emma, <laughs> Emma's like, hey, let's go find you some food that's not beer or cat food. Which is like... <laughs> Which I was like, does she, is she making a joke about how Hank probably eats cat food? Like, it's such a catty And line. Logan only drinks beer. Yep. It's really funny. Okay, this final scene is, like, insane, by the way. <laughs> it's just, like, Beast is standing in Xavier's study, and Xavier is doing the anime thing where he's, like, solemnly looking out the window mm-hmm. at nighttime or sunset or whatever, and it's, like, half-shaded over his face. And he's he's got to recap the entire plot so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's he- literally what he does. He's like, so anyway... The human have started to take people and operate on them in Japan. With a mysterious virus. And Mastermind (laughs) might be involved. And we thought that was bad, but things are just getting started. It's like, thanks, Xavier. I don't know why this scene is here. (laughs) (laughs) It's just them being like, okay, so we know this show is moving really slowly, but what if you still were confused about what was going on? Maybe Xavier can explain that explain that fight scene that happened on top of the blackbird that would have been helpful yeah i still have no fucking idea what happened in that but i do know that that kid died in front of everyone and beast just kind of shrugged in the background was like oh well i did what i could you know what (laughs) this is resident evil we don't have time to like articulate what is happening to us emotionally as all of our friends mutate into whatever the fuck is happening with william birkin in the background they're just there you know pretty much pretty much also this is still definitely a horror anime by the way like that animation fucking scary like the part where the kid dies i was like this is pretty scary just saying yeah it's fine pretty much nightmares yep and so as they're standing there looking out the window knuckles is like (laughs) well if we find all the pieces of the chaos emeralds we could power up and we could stop the virus and they're like that's right and then knuckles is like anyway gotta go my uh fucking echidna senses are painting (laughs) telling me where there's a fucking emerald right now bye (laughs) oh my god okay so that's there i'm gonna give this episode five out of five again am i gonna do that for all of them i don't know i might i'm really enjoying this anime i'm loving it i also wanted to say uh and i'll include a link to this in the episode description 
a listener found that this anime is streaming on YouTube for free with ads. So that's how it's free, but it's it's streaming. Is it like legitimate? It's legitimate. It's it's totally legitimate. Okay. That is how I watched it this week because I wanted to be able to watch it with the subtitles, which isn't what the copy that I have has had. Uh, so I watched it on YouTube this week with subtitles. The YouTube version only is the English dub with English subtitles. So if you want to listen to the Japanese dub, unfortunately, it's still not available until it gets added back to a, a, a different streaming service. Unless somebody else manages to find a version of the Japanese dub with subtitles. I, I don't know if that exists somewhere. I just wanted to note, since we've been talking so much about how this isn't streaming anywhere, it actually is. So if you want to watch along with us, and I strongly recommend that you do because we are loving this anime, I will include that link to the YouTube playlist so that people can check it out. And if you also you want to pay for it, you can buy the digital versions oh, yep. on Amazon, Google Play, and Vudu. That is an option. It's just not streaming on any actual service like Netflix. Right. If Netflix is still here in two weeks, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was really nice that it's actually streaming for free on YouTube just with ads because I, I imagine our listeners might not necessarily want to buy the entire anime site unseen. So you can just check it out and see if you like it or not, which is really great. So that's that. What are you going to rate the episode? So I'm actually going to disagree a little bit. I'm going with the four out of five. It's an excellent episode, but the thing is that there's not a lot of meat in this episode for me to really latch on to and be like, wow, there's like some really cool shit going on. Plus the fight scene. Yeah. That fight scene, I enjoyed it, but it was like, it made no sense at all. And I was like, okay. It was just like a low key episode. It was still fun. It was good. I'm not complaining about it, but I don't think it's quite like a five star rating for me where I was absolutely blown away by it because I think that it just was missing some sort of like key components to make it like mind blowingly good. And so, you know, I want to keep those five stars for when that actually happens. But I don't have any actual complaints other than the, like, the fight scene made no sense. And, no, like, that's a fair complaint. It didn't make any sense. But then there was that pool table scene. So that makes up for it and gives yeah, it a five Yeah, I mean, again. that is really, really great. <laughs> so that's that's my only logic behind there. Um, yep. Speaking of the sexy pool table, there's a lot of gay shit in this episode. There sure is. And we should talk about it. dating they just are dating (laughs) like straight up i don't know how else to describe i love this version of logan i i mean literally this is a really fun take on the both of them where scott is yeah i mean he's his his himself he's scott he's annoying he's whining Mm -hmm. about fucking emma every two seconds but logan is also there being like you know big and burly and dumb but like they're not really fighting like sometimes they fight but really they're like hanging out and touching each other they touch each other a lot on this show have you noticed that like nobody else is doing that i have noticed and i really like it i also like the animation of logan as shorter I hadn't really noticed it that much until this episode when he was bending over the pool table all the time. But I really like that. I like his body shape also. He has this very square squat body shape that is very different from Cyclops's like thin. I mean, he calls him slim after all. He's got like the thin, gangly, lanky look. And they they just kind of are mismatched in terms of personality and also visuals. And I don't know, it's fun. I like the sexy banter. It's also interesting because I feel like one of the stereotypes of anime is that every character has the exact same body type. And it's really nice that on this show, that's not the case. Except for all the female characters have massive bazongas. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. There's that, that too. 
Other than that, I just, I don't know. I really enjoy the fact that they're dating. I also enjoy the bisexual chaos that is Scott's desires right now, where he's like hooking up with Logan, but also thinks that Emma is sexy, but he's also really angry at her. And he's also angry at Logan. He's kind of like projecting <laughs> his anger onto Emma because he finds her attractive. And he's like, I can't yep. be attracted to another woman. So I'm going to make this her problem, yes. which is like such a man thing to do. Absolutely. Because he feels like he's betraying Jean. But I feel like any relationship between him and Logan is sort of considered OK with both of them because both of them are grieving Jean together. So it's kind of like a celebration of her life for them to fuck, which is why we ship them when she's dead. I mean, it's like this is the classic pair. And then we ship them when she's alive, too. And oh, Jean's like, absolutely. are you going to fuck or what? Like, you know, I'm down to watch. I mean, now in the Krakoa era, I firmly believe that all three of them fuck across each set of the triangle. No, oh, yeah, I know. I mean, there's like <laughs> been some very interesting dialogue that happens between Scott and Logan these days. Yeah. And also like shots of them dancing together in the background of things and so on. Like, or like Logan's like, imagine or no, it's Scott who's like, imagine me in a tiny Speedo. And Logan's like, not a bad look. And it's like okay all right um also shout out to beast and logan who are clearly having some sort of other flirtation going on because there's that moment where he's like i thought we were gonna make out later beast like what's going on here and beast is like i'm really into my lab work right now and also hisako and kyoko kyoko yeah i i can see that for them i feel like Part of what makes that scene so sweet is that Kyoko is revealed to just be a human and she's a very tolerant one. And I feel like that is part of the implication that maybe they're actually dating. But yeah. I mean, we see very little of them, so we don't really know what the deal is there. I mean, except for when they're rolling around on the, in the snow <laughs> with Jack Frost and the harmonica behind him. He's like, it's a magic harmonica. They're like, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I thought that was cute. I I also like the way that the show has just gently interwoven the political situation with mutant bigotry and how that's just been a part of of all those conversations and allows the queer metaphor or literal queer stuff to work a lot better because it's like, oh, cool. Like these characters are already bonding over something that they're experiencing together and they're gay. Yeah, I dig it. I wasn't expecting the show to get into that. And it may or may not be intentional, but I'm going to go ahead and say it might be because this is all based on comics by Grant Morrison. So that's true. Possible that there's (laughs) queer shit in there. Grant Morrison (laughs) was rolling into the X-Men in their 2000s. He's like, so anyway, I know we can't call them gay yet. (laughs) Gotta make it kind of (laughs) gay. And I know we're not quite there yet, but I know that if I put these pieces down, I can like I'm picking up where Chris Claremont left off. I'm putting these more pieces down. Just give it another 20 years and Jonathan Hickman can pick them back up for me and hire mm-hmm, a bunch of gay mm-hmm. writers when it's time. Anyway. Uh- yeah, I feel like those implications are definitely there in these storylines. And it's nice to see. I don't. OK, so it's interesting about anime in general is that anime characters are like both female and male are often very, very queer. Like whether Mm -hmm. they're a hero or a villain, it's just like a very different depiction of what kind of queerness that's going to be, where the queerness is sort of like villainous for the bad guys. And then for the good characters, it's more like, oh, aren't they just these beautiful? Yeah, like the most pure, like Sailor Moon does that all the time, where there's like the two lesbian girls in the Japanese version who are the Sailor Scouts. And then, of course, every villain and villainess on Sailor Moon is also gay panic (laughs) embodied. Yeah, even like with video games that are very heavily influenced by anime, like namely any of the Final Fantasies, which are very gay. 
across the board. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't think there's any straight men who love Cloud and Sephiroth and also think that those two aren't fucking. Like, I feel like that's just (laughs) always generally been the read on that. Yeah, of course. That's just what they do in Japan. They make everybody very, like, fluid. Gender ambiguous. Yeah, you know, I feel like that is kind of the vibe that's going on there, so... I you know it's kind of cool to be watching this anime and I I don't know what it's going to be like in the Wolverine anime and if that continues to hold up or if Logan and the Silver Samurai are now like going to be like trying to fuck instead of like whatever it is yeah. that's going on. I don't know what's going to happen in that anime. I think we're probably going to have a good time. Yukio's on that show, like yeah. the comic book Yukio, but it is fun and I'm excited to see this because like even the fucking scene with the Logan and like the pigeon monster was weirdly gay because like the tentacles well, were wrapping tentacles. around logan and logan's just like bending over moaning and i was like logan likes butt okay. stuff and he likes tentacles and those are his two things yeah, you know he doesn't care like who does it you know it could be gene it could be omega red or Sabretooth or aurora whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he wants he just wants to get pegged in the ass and have somebody like wipe some slimy tentacles across him <laughs> You know what it is? It's not really about the tentacles. It's about the fact that Logan likes to be fucking tied up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the fact that he has the healing factor means he's like the perfect submissive because he's like, you can go as far as you want with me. I love that Logan is like not a dominant character. Like he's so masculine and be like, oh, I'm going to fucking fight everyone. But he is totally a sub. (laughs) Yeah. And he's also just so warm and fuzzy on the inside. He just wants to protect his friends. That's true. That's true. The portrayal of him on this show also hews pretty closely to that. Like whenever he's like talking to Cyclops in this episode being like, Psych, I think you're wrong. He's like so gentle in the call out, you know, where he's just like, listen, man, I know you're having a tough time, but But you're like like, way off base. uh, Like (laughs) Like, fucking relax a little bit. Makes any sense at all, dude. It's really nice. Um, yeah. All right. Plugs. Look at that. We finished this up in under an hour today. I know. That's kind of how the anime is, though. And I, I don't hate it. I know. I mean, there was <laughs> time for me to add in all these scenes with Knuckles in there and like yeah. have him as an additional character that really contributed to the plot and the general weight of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. No, that's so true. Um, so MutantAges.com. ScienceScene.net. That's our website. ScienceScene.net, another way you can get there that will also work. And uh, you can find all the different ways that you can contact us. For example, we've got our email address, which is themutantages at gmail.com. We have a link to our Discord server, which you can join and chat with other folks about the episode or about the MCU. Or you can pop into the questions channel, ask us a question that we will answer on a listener feedback episode. Or you can call our voicemail, leave us a message at 1508-319-1668. You could ask us a question there or you could just leave us some thoughts. Um, and we have a PO box for physical mail, which is PO box 3344 Natick, Massachusetts 01760. Pretty cool. Uh, and we have every social media. You can contact us on all of them at the Mutant Ages. We're individually on there. I'm at Mitty Myers. How about you, Rye? I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. That's what it is on Twitch too. Although it's been a, it's been a hot second since I've streamed. I've been doing that thing lately where like I do what you do, Maddie, and I'm just randomly like playing like 12 games like quietly, like at the end of the <laughs> night without being online doing it. But it's where my brain's at right now. There's something to be said for that, you know, just playing a game on your own time without having to perform at the same time. Yeah, but I do recommend like joining the Twitch because that's a good time when I'm actually on there. Mm-hmm. And we also have a YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages, which showcases 
clips from this show matched up with the TV show if I find it funny enough to edit together. I think the last one I did was the one from Wolverine and the X-Men with Cyclops running around screaming Jean's name and fighting Mr. Sinister. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there's other things on there, too. We mentioned Demon today, which is our high school x-men parody film that we we made and then we watched on the channel and reacted to it that's on there there's us playing different video games of the mutant of the mutant ages the mutant age is a video game uh, actually that is on there that is a legitimate that is thing on there somebody did there. make us a mutant ages video game that we played on there it was a dating sim it was it good was. time it was good yeah so those are all things you can do that's right when you go to the youtube channel and enjoy youtube because youtube will be there even if netflix isn't that's so true even if twitter isn't youtube will be there we can promise you that we actually can't um, anyway, <laughs> we also have ways that you can financially support us. For example, we have a store, which I include a link to in every episode description. You could buy a t-shirt, you could buy a tote bag, whatever else. Check out our merch. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the mutant ages. We do bonus episodes over there. We just did one on Black Panther 2, which is streaming now everywhere. So if you want to come hear our thoughts after you've checked that movie out, then please do so. You will have to become a Patreon backer in order to do it. And also, for those people who back at the highest tier, we give them a shout out on the show. That's right. It's me, Knuckles, and I don't chuckle. I'd rather flex my <laughs> muscles. I'm hard as nails, everybody. Anyway, thank oh you, Samuel God. B, Soren B, and Zach S for being the highest tier Patreon supporters over at the Mutant Ages. I like these guys. They're cool. I've known Poochie. <laughs> I mean, I've known Ryan since for forever ago, and now I've run alongside the X-Men. Anyway, gotta go. If I can make a house call to Katie and say hello. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Okay, thanks so much, Knuckles. But also, if you can't afford to support the show, we understand. It's tough out there. But we do have a request for you that's very important, which is please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever platform you use. If it allows reviews, please, please, please leave us one. And maybe you've already left us a review Please share the show with your friends. Let them know. Share it on your personal social media. Tell people you like it. Share share one of your favorite episodes. Tell people where to get started. We know we have so many episodes, <laughs> but there's plenty of good jumping on points for specific shows. We've got playlists, by the way, at our, at our website of each specific show divided up. We have a playlist for all the live action movie episodes. It's pretty easy to get people started, but we appreciate you going out there and sharing those links to get more more mutant fans on board. So, yeah. yeah. That's that. That's that. Again. We did it. Next week, we're watching the episode called Power Unity. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to find out what Knuckles is going to do next. Well, oh. I don't know. Maybe next week, we'll have Rouge the Bat on this show, and she'll be like, hello, everybody. It's me, hello. Rouge. Uh, you like my titties? She actually subs in. It's like she plays Emma Frost for that week, so it's like Rouge the Bat just replaces Emma for the next episode. Mm -hmm. Who would Knuckles replace? Logan. Okay. That would check out, right? You don't feel like Shadow would replace Logan? Uh, you're right. But I was just thinking about like Knuckles being able to like fight people with his fists and Logan fighting people with his claws. But I don't know. Maybe he's armor. You know, maybe Shadow can be Logan and Knuckles can play armor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have no <laughs> idea who's going to play Storm. <laughs> Amy Rose. <laughs> yeah, I guess Amy Rose. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we'll we'll be figuring out the rest of the casting next week I when mean, we watch the episode Dr. featuring Eggman all the Sonic is clearly going to be like uh, what is Mastermind? it Sublime? 
Oh, Sublime, sure, yeah. I guess. I yeah. don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, next week we'll be reviewing Sonic Prime. <laughs> um, see you next time. See you next time. Sonic Heroes. Sonic the Hedgehog. So what a Heroes. bop. Yeah, Shadow's here. <laughs> Shadow's here in the X-Men <laughs> anime. <laughs> <laughs> What's Shadow's uh secondary mutation? Um well, he already <laughs> he already has super speed because that yeah, well, that's he's, his primary. No, hold on. So first of all, Shadow the Hedgehog is an experiment. I don't think he's supposed to have all those powers. But the other thing he does is he teleports with chaos control. So he's like, okay. chaos control. He always screams chaos something. And Sonic's like, get out of the way, Shadow. I kind of want to fuck you. And it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the lore update on Sonic and Shadow. <laughs> Those two have been dating forever. That's how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. What about Tails? Tails? I mean, Tails literally has a mutation. Like, he has mm-hmm. two tails, right? Right. Right. So, like, he can fly. But he also has super speed, I guess. Yeah, but I think... Well, yeah, right. But I think it's... I mean, he's got to keep up with Sonic, no? No, but it's always been animated through his tails. So his tail... It's not him running. Like, you know, Shadow Mm -hmm. and Sonic run. He's, like, flying, kind of. Yeah, like, his his, uh, tails are, like, super propellers, and he flies super fast because of it. All right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't have. I do not have an explanation for Knuckles. He just is ridiculous he like he's just an echidna he's just yeah, he's an echidna uh, who, who has super speed and could do the spin dash and he also has super strength and he can climb walls and fly so <laughs> why <laughs> i don't the know the world of sonic is so funny i don't i don't understand it uh, it's like why this collection of animals why that collection of powers you know how his hedgehogs are they're so fast yeah just kidding no they're not at all except for amy amy is not super fast but she is super strong because she's got the hammer that's ridiculous too why would that be the case like all of it is so random why does rouge the bat have tits like i don't i mean also why don't they look anything like hedgehogs not even close like nothing like a hedgehog do you remember when the movie tried making them look like hedgehogs and it was terrible was that what that was supposed to be i don't think that was what that was ugly Ugly sonic Sonic tried didn't look like a hedgehog to me either he just looked terrifying i mean (laughs) hedgehogs aren't normally blue and also like echidnas aren't really red should we do our x-men podcast or i don't know what, yeah what are we doing this here is, this is <laughs> this is welcome to the, the show, hedgehog everybody. ages where ryan educates maddie on every single piece of sonic the hedgehog media that's ever existed oh my god can you imagine if that was the show just me asking you questions about sonic the hedgehog and you being like i would be able to well, answer them so amy has super strength <laughs> And I'm just like, interesting, okay. Like, just like me being like full reporter every episode. Like, not not interacting with the media ever, but just only asking you questions about it. Well, I mean, you're coming to the right guy. It's like, whenever there's a new Sonic TV show or game, I message Maddie. I'm like, have you played it yet? And Maddie's like, I'm, and I'm never like, no. going to play <laughs> And you're like, but Maddie, it's so good. It's like really tapping into my nostalgia for my childhood. I'm like, Ryan, first of all, it won't tap into that for me. No, that's number one. Number two, I have no context for anything that happens in sonic at all like it would be the first 
<laughs> would be like my first time interacting with it on any level other than other than the fact that I do feel like I know a lot about Sonic just from you. Well, yeah. All you need to know is that Sonic and Shadow are gay. They're all gay. Okay. The first two games, Amy Rose is running around being like, oh, Sonic, I want you to fuck me. And then she's like, wait, all the guys here are gay? So I just kind of have to be their mom. Never mind. <laughs> I know. And then like Rouge the Bat is there and she's also just kind of a drag queen. I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't really see it that way, but that's amazing. <laughs> I just feel like Sonic is pretty gay. I don't know. It's anyway. a gay show. <laughs> it's a gay game. It's a gay game. Because <laughs> he's in this episode. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. All of this is a bonus episode now. No, Let's it's do the going show. in. <laughs> keep it in. Okay. Okay. I'll keep it in. <laughs> 